0: Hello, I'm Todd Van Allen and welcome to Okay So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. You know what street jokes are? Uh, a tomato and a carrot and a banana all find themselves at the barbershop. You know, that sort of thing. Street jokes are great and amazing. In every episode, we invite our guests to come on and tell us their favorite street joke. Now, this episode, our guest is voice and stage actor Grant Johnson. He makes his home in North Dakota, but he does his voice work everywhere because of the Internet. If you find yourself in North Dakota, make sure you check and see if he is in any productions there. He is at at Vo on his website and his socials. If you go to his website, it's Grant uh So yeah, check him out if you're ever in the neighborhood of North Dakota. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Grant Johnson. Grant Johnson. Hello. Grant Johnson, good to see you. We, well, we, don't well, see we can't see you, but you know what well, I mean. You will. There you go. <laughs> <I> hey, that's <laughs> a Grant Johnson. Yeah. There we go. Where are you dialing in from? I live in North Dakota. What? Yep. Darcy, our first North Dakota in?
1: Oh yeah, North for Dakota-in. sure. Dakotan? Dakotan?
0: How what, yes. what what is that the collective? North Dakotan? Yes. Okay. What what took you to North Dakota? Um, my parents when I was about two. Okay, good. Okay. So <laughs> So just yeah, stayed there.
2: They're they're originally from North Dakota. They lived in Chicago for all of about, I think, seven years. Okay. And then when I was two, they came back to North Dakota. My dad worked at a local machine shop mm-hmm. for a few years and then took over the family farm, which he is still currently working on
0: right so what what is the family farm what do you what do you guys grow
2: um he does primarily i think wheat canola soybeans
0: all right Mm -hmm. so basically what my in-laws do up here probably i'm i'm in ottawa and and darcy here is in uh is in toronto he doesn't do any farming
2: that's that's me too i i try to stay away from that as much as i can i know how to run all of the equipment except maybe the semi
0: oh i i have nothing I have not. My <laughs> father-in-law just looks at me as like a waste of a shirt, just like this guy has no idea what he's doing. So like he splits his own wood. He's got like, he, he has rented off the land. So it's soybean one year and corn the next and fallow. And I don't know what the hell's going
1: on. So. Sure. But Todd, you grew up in Gananoque, not really rural. Yeah. Small town. It is, right? Small town. Yeah. All that it's means. Yeah. It's a town. Like I didn't, I didn't grow up in a
0: field. Like I grew, okay. like it was a house with other houses beside it. It's like it
1: wasn't a, a little house in the prairie. That
0: no, no, fuck no. It was it, it was it was just a small little place. You know, five thousand people. Everyone knew what was going on. Everyone knew what you were doing all of it
1: grant i love the uh the sound treatment you have in your yes
2: brain. it's it's kind of it, a thing that I, I need to have when i uh you know need to record my voice for a living so. mm-hmm.
1: yeah that would dry things up yeah and i think i think my parents had those car seats in the 80s like that was definitely like an automobile yes car seat mm-hmm. we uh we had the exact
0: same thing in the dodge what was it
1: oh this this is actually a blanket.
0: Oh, okay. Totally you looked, it over the no, chair. No, we All totally, right. had,
1: we totally had like yeah, car seats that right. looked like that, like car covers.
0: <laughs> I gotcha. Ours was yeah. the Dodge Horizon. Perfect in
1: winter. Yes. Oh. Yes. We had the Dodge Dart. What? Oh yeah.
0: You guys had a Dart? Yeah, a Dart. Grant, what was the family car growing
1: up?
2: Uh, a Dodge pickup. That was okay, of course. Either either that or a, either the Chevy. We had a Blazer and then a Tahoe that my mm-hmm. mom would cart us around in. Jeez.
0: Nice. Grant, you are, in the space of three minutes of this recording, more of a man than both of Darcy and I combined. <laughs> you grew up in pickup trucks. You live on a farm. You've, you've still got moving blankets for sound baffling, which I have as well. It, yeah. And, and all of this, you record your voice in North Dakota. Yes. Yes.
2: And, yeah, it's, it's a fun. I mean, I've, I think, done more still uh, live theater work, at this point in my career than i have uh you know recording stuff for people online or for you know voiceover stuff Mm -hmm. um and primarily that's because i didn't get started in voiceover until the last you know three years i would say ish okay there was the pandemic which kind of made everything kind of pop off as far as like people trying to record their own stuff or have stuff that people could watch and and from there, it, it just kind of turned into, well, maybe I should get back into that because I got a theater degree almost a decade ago. And, right. and I wanted to do this pretty much ever since I graduated. But then, it, you know, life just kind of went, well, I should probably be a little bit practical about this because I stayed in North Dakota, which isn't a big market for voiceover. So from there, I just kind of went, well, what, what can I do? I'm good with numbers. So I went into finance and now I work as a, a business manager at a law firm. While I'm transitioning into becoming a full time voiceover. Wow. But.
0: Okay, wow. so let's let's go back
1: a bit because there's <laughs> you, before you start talking, there's no no accent I'm detecting here, right? So. It's Is a it Mid- midwestern accent? kind yeah. of
2: accent. I mean, it, when I talk to some of the people around here, they'll they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that came out super like you know, Minnesotan or you know that you know, yeah, know, you know, or
1: right." So you need we, yeah, I need another in the room for it right. to really come out, yeah. right? They, like, they can yeah.
2: really they can really point at it and say that mm. sounds just like the stereotype that everybody hears when they watch Fargo. <laughs> right.
1: I was just
0: gonna say everyone here has watched the Coen Brothers, so we uh Grant, uh, you know, did you marry a Muncie girl? I'm kidding. So, <laughs> so let's go back. So, like, here's the thing that, that I'm, I'm finding somewhat confounding is that you, you kind of grew up on a farm. Your parents have his and her pickup trucks. At what point did you break to them? Hey, I want to do theater. And how did that um, bug arrive?
2: I think that was around. More or less all of my life, so okay. I, I keep coming back to the story that you know the the movie that came out when I was maybe three years old was Mrs. Doubtfire. And the okay, this interview's done.
0: That's you were too young for this. That's I'm not having it. No, nope, we're we're done. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. You saw Mrs. Doubtfire at three years old.
2: Yes, approximately.
0: Yeah, Darcy, how many times did you see it in the theater on dates? How many? How old are Never. you, Grant? Uh, I'm in my 30s. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. That's a total, yeah, that totally, out. totally great actor. I, I can play 27. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm in my 50s. You decide which way, don't you? Yeah. dare.
2: Well, Listen. I mean, I, I'm also in theater with people that are like, I'm I'm 29 or 27. Mm-hmm. But It's like it's actually their however manyth anniversary. Right. Their exactly. Seventh birthday.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm so. 29 in a few months. How many? 432. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. So all your life, so so at three years old, you see Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. which and is I see o- the
2: opening scene. I see Robin Williams giving you know the spiel in front of the the microphone where he's like. I don't want to be promoting cigarettes to kids or whatever it was. Right, right, right. They got them canned. And- mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
0: wow. So, th- so at three years old, you were like, okay, so that's that's what I want to do. Yeah. How supportive were your folks of this?
2: Um. Well, so I don't think that they had a problem with it, but at the same time, I also didn't really like. I wasn't too overbearing with it. I was again, you know, because of me being pr- all practical and such, I. Went to college and I did the theater thing, but they helped out because, you know, I came back and worked on the farm. And right. and then, you know, after college, I went and got a job, like I said, at, at, in the finance. So I, I worked at a bank and then in insurance and, mm-hmm. and then I was a city auditor and, and now a business manager for a law firm. Mm-hmm. So all of these jobs where it's like, I can kind of take care of myself. And then once I was financially stable and, and the pandemic hit, I was like, well- Now I should probably actually think about what I need to do if I wanted to transition into doing that, since there's so much more voiceover opportunities and it's not region locked anymore. Right. So, so then I I sought out online coaching. I got a coach in California. His name's Mark Cashman. Mm -hmm. Uh, From there, you know, I, I had basically two years worth of private lessons with him before I had my demo made, and then. I have my you know commercial demo, so that's kind of your your calling card as far as the the voiceover world is concerned. Right and now, it's just a matter of getting that out there and, and mm-hmm. finding auditions and hopefully landing some good gigs.
0: Right as a, as a as a member of the uh, voice work army, it takes a while to fire that first bullet. Yep. It's it's funny. How many, do you, do you do a lot of auditioning? Um, I
2: have done I would say hundreds of auditions okay. at this point, but like they weren't all good. So right. the first hundred that I did, I did back in like 2015 or so. I did, I got a subscription to voices.com. I didn't know anything about sound treatment, so that was all trash. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about like what what kind of you know, what kind of a performance you should do for auditions, really, even mm-hmm. which most of the ones I was trying to do back then were more character work. And now because I've studied with Mark, I, I have a bit better idea, at least for commercial work, what that should sound like at right. the very least. Yes. And and now, you know, I've also done a lot of the free to play kind of stuff, uh, stuff from like Casting Call Club and mm-hmm. Twitter. Twitter's a great place to source free uh, open casting calls for people who are just getting into things. So, um, though the one thing that is still kind of an issue that I, I, I think you don't ever actually get out of this issue when it comes to voiceover is when you're auditioning, it's very rare that you'll get feedback. So yes. you, you need, you need to keep coaching and you need to keep doing like workshops and things where other people can give you feedback and say, okay, that's working. This isn't working. Maybe try doing this. Uh, this is something else you should be thinking about, and yeah, just be a sponge. Yes. Have you done in-person auditions? Um, not any that would get me paid. Okay. <laughs> just, just community theater and and uh, you know other like back when I was in college, I did stuff. For, we had summer theater here, so that would be like four performances. I would usually get cast in all three of the musicals, so mm-hmm. I did probably twelve musicals through that.
0: Okay. But, Which musicals?
2: Um. Oh boy, you're making mm. me think. Uh-huh. Me see if I can pull up my my, my your IMDb, IMDb page. <laughs> Shut up! No, I don't have IMDb. But <laughs> I do have I do have my my stuff put together so that like on my website and whatever. I do have an agency out of San Diego, right? So
0: I've got that done. But our this- uh, our guest that we had last week. Uh, Edward Minsky, <laughs> we asked him, so what have you been in? He's like, ah, let me go to the chart. <laughs> and then just, right. yeah, because he's in New York. And so like, he was just like doing uh, like constant stuff and constant stuff. In it. Right. Crazy. Yeah. So back in college, uh, some of the bigger things that I did,
2: I was in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat as one of the brothers. Um, I was in... Seven brides for seven brothers. I did Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which I really liked, even though I was in the ensemble. That's fine. Uh, dr- Drowsy Chaperone ensemble. I was oh, a pirate sweet. Pirate
0: of Penzance. A little uh, the Drowsy Chaperone, a little bit of, a little bit of CanCon there, written by a by a Canadian playwright whose name completely eludes me. But I've actually I saw I saw him as an actor who sure. did that. Who did that? I now have to credit it? Um, and sorry, what was the other one that you that you said you did? Uh, Pirates of Penzance. Right. Yep. And then I think the last
2: one that I did was Crazy for You. That was the oh. time I got married and and then in like the again last sort of like 2 3 years I got back into community theater because we moved back to the town that I went to college in which was Minot. Okay. And so we're doing
0: community theater there and so, Sorry, it was it was Minot?
2: Yes. It's M I N O T, but it's pronounced Minot. Okay.
0: I'm guessing the university slogan is Minot? Why not?
2: That's the city. I, <laughs> more or less. Oh, okay. That's like when people say, why not, why not? And right. then and then the response is, Freezing's the reason. For, <laughs> there
0: you go. I just quit. I, I quit now that you know what? I'm going back to this. There we go. That's, God, you teed it up. This, and... <laughs> there we are. Yes, completely. Before I forget, uh, I just looked it up Bob Martin and Don McKellar. Those were the two guys that uh, no, they co created no. Drowsy uh, Chaperone. Nice. Yes. Uh, Don McKellar is a, a is a, a, accomplished, uh, Toronto playwright, uh, like big in Canada. Don Martin was like in a, a ton of plays. Like when I first moved to Toronto back in 1990, my buddy and I would just go to a ton of theater and just, because we both worked in theater at that point. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, th- it was nice going back to New York and actually seeing a play and going, Oh, this is why people enjoy this. Is because it can be fun, you know. Right. What was your What was your favorite out of out of sort of like all the work that you've done? What what play stands out where you just go, oh, this is this is the 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 reason I did it.
2: Oh man, well it's a good thing I've got all of them listed.
0: Okay, there um, you go. Yeah, go back to the I, list. <laughs>
2: out, of, out of all of them, really, the the more recent ones are the ones that I've enjoyed the most because they're the ones that I've actually had a chance to be in some of the bigger roles. So. Um, I, I was never really like the lead man when I was in college because there was like three other people who were more suited for like the lead man kind of Mm -hmm. either voice or look like they were all shorter than me. So, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so I never really got cast as, as the lead then. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in the last couple of years, I was Mr. Body in clue the musical, which he's kind of the like puppet master in that. And then you've got Jerry Delvin from this play called bone chiller. Okay. Yeah yeah. And yeah. that's that's about like this uh family in New York that somebody dies and they have to go through his will but his will's a puzzle and he's the puzzle's master so like he basically solves the whole thing. And then um the one that we just finished here and I, I think I'd mentioned it to you Todd was um I was in Miracle on 34th Street as right. Fred Gailey, who's mm-hmm. the attorney that represents Chris Kringle right. in that show. Mm-hmm. So Bring it in boys. <laughs> mhm.
0: Uh, completely butchered that line listen so what is the theater scene in north dakota like
2: i mean it's it's fun i don't think it's anything major so there's a lot of like the same kind of players uh as far as i know it's all volunteer except for maybe you're like uh i know that summer theater at minot state they've pretty much it's always been you know the the leads I think get paid you know compensated for doing it, but other than that, it's just the like stipends for the the set crew okay. the people building the sets
0: right right in in terms of uh so you, you still consistently doing stage work and stuff like that have you have you uh gone into television and that sort of thing is it is like there there are opportunities locally that you know when they're shooting commercial or yeah, the I've, next I've, round of Fargo they're coming in and doing location shots or like what what's going on
2: I've been in just one uh, local commercial so far. Mm -hmm. Um, there was another local project that I just got sent yesterday that it was like a two day turnaround, but I finished it yesterday. Sweet. Um, that was for, um, sort of a corporate narration, some internal stuff that they needed to have done. Um, and that was another kind of smart move that I think I made was, um, just the last three months I, I did kind of a cohort for, uh, you know, local businesses, this entrepreneur thing that was put together by the city's economic development and, uh, and through the relationships that I've managed to establish through that, that's how I I managed to get access to the, the project that was sent to me yesterday. Mm -hmm. So
0: what was, what was the local commercial?
2: Um, it's for the lamplighter lounge, Okay, which that's a a local bar and bottle shop.
0: (laughs) So beautiful beautiful i love those things it's like you um uh, where you see like local like during um ottawa senators games up here um there will be local commercials and the one that they always do is for ottawa valley meets Mm -hmm. and uh it's just one of these things where you just look at it and go how did i not get this call because (laughs) (laughs) the best thing that's acting right now is that plate of wings i don't understand when so when when you were doing the shift to, to to voice work and stuff like that, were you ever offered the opportunity? There's a, there's a reason I'm asking this question. Did you did you ever actually go into a studio to audition, or has it been all remote?
2: Yeah, no, it's been completely remote okay. for me.
0: Yeah, I'm with you that it's horrid, and I I equate it to this because I I've always loved going into a venue, like, a, like an actual recording studio. So you can like, you know, you get the script and you like, you're, you're sure it takes a little bit more time. And you're, you're, you know, there's a little degree of nervousness to it. But when you've got the script in front of you, you've got the person on the other side of the glass, they're, they're feeding you direction and stuff like that. That helps because then like, you know, at the very least you do your three takes, you do your best and then you close the door behind you and go, well, I'm not booking that. You know, that's it. When you do it at home, you're doing, if you're like me, 85 takes, Because you don't know what sounds good, and then you're splicing through that, and then you send the MP3 off, and then you just, as you're closing the laptop, go, I'm not booking that. Like, you know, now you have to listen to it over and over and over again, where at least when, you know, you're on the streetcar home, you're just, ah, okay, forget it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's definitely difficult. Again, like I said, you know, if you don't get that feedback, it's, Mm -hmm. it's really kind of a, you know, playing head games with yourself kind of thing. And, and you really, I think probably the, the best piece of advice that I've had that, you know, would be applicable to other people doing voice work, especially if they have to audition for Mm -hmm. it is taking calculated risks. Like Mm -hmm. if you do manage to get coaching and, and you learn what, sort of the industry standard for everything is you know that's that's like any other discipline where it's like okay you learn the rules now you know that you can break them but if you're breaking them there's a reason behind it
0: right so yes it's it's kind of like improv and acting and all that sort of fun stuff oh my goodness oh. a baby <laughs> <laughs> I guess that answers my next question. Uh, you, you got any family, Grant? <laughs> yeah. My, my wife is
2: just leaving because she's got uh, rehearsal herself. She oh, cool. was cast in, in the next show that's at the community theater. It's called Puffs. Oh, sweet. is not in any way licensed or related to the, the movie where that's one of the the four houses that are involving this special boy that was at a boys and girls school for magic. Mm -hmm. It's not really, it's not, it's not licensed at all, but it's, it's that story. All Mm -hmm. seven of the books condensed into 110 minutes.
0: Sweet. I adore those things we've had on, on our previous show, comedy about the pub. We had one was Darcy. Was it one or both of the guys from potted potter? I think it was both of them. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah sure. I think so. I think so. They they both came in and they do the entire Harry Potter s- Harry Harry Potter, sorry, it was the baby. <laughs> <laughs> the Harry Potter series beginning to end all the Speed books. Run. Speed yeah. run. <laughs> right, like right their way through with like quick little narratives pop out and then they do da 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 and then off they go. So So who who are we blessed with here? Who uh, who is who are the Patreon people gonna go all over? This is Ira. Ira. That's a beautiful showbiz name, by the way. Yep. <laughs> <He's, Irish one. laughs> he is He is going to be a cigar-chomping, you know, show-producing six-year-old. That will be beautiful. And somewhat off-putting when he's yelling at, at dancers to, you know, lose 20 pounds. You know, yep. get your gams in order. Mm-hmm. Beautiful name. Beautiful. What a beautiful guy. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Ira Johnson that rolls off the tongue nice, doesn't it? Yep.
2: Yeah. it's uh, It's actually my great-grandpa... <laughs> is that's his name mm-hmm. and then is it my great or my great great grandpa on my mom's side is mm-hmm. also an ira okay so. very cool and my middle name oh I mean, is that right that's just a yeah
0: grant ira johnson jeez okay so a lot of iris that's why i'm hearing yep. whole lot of iris when um so when uh we were we were talking off uh offline mm-hmm. i gotta get to the bottom of this you have done stand up you've tried stand up you do stand up how did stand up come into this
2: um there, there was a, I guess there's a, a local stand-up group, mm-hmm. and they were going to have a stand-up night. Well, they did a stand-up night. I was going to go to it, and then something came up where I just I ended up not going to it. But I have put together kind of a set, okay. Which it's not good. I don't <laughs> at least I don't think it's good. But I'm kind of a you know critic. The, so
0: the first one never is. But here's I'm the thing. Close. The here's the pretty thing. The, the first set, 99 times out of 100 goes amazing. And if that's, if that monkey hops on your back, you're done. Right. right? <laughs> the hope is the, the, the big hope is that you either have the maturity enough, like all addicts to go, I don't need this monkey. I'm yes. done. Or if that didn't feel, feel good at all. And then you leave. That's best case scenario. In all of this, um, uh, so when when do you think you're go- you're going to be able to do this? Because this excites that's me. spit
1: take there? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did. That's
0: fine. I'll get it cleaned up later. Oh no problem. We have bigger messes on this show. So are you are you are you gonna are you gonna ship it to stage? What are you gonna do?
2: I've I've been told that I have to perform it by yeah. the people who's part of that stand up group. Yes. So. <sighs> yeah. How, how do they like yeah. myself up for it?
0: Yeah. So how, so really and truly it's ripping a bandaid off grant. Like you, like you just go up and you do it and just get it done with. So how do they, how does it, when you say it's a group, like, do they have like a regular night or do they do like. They work out of a bar or how, do, how does this work? Like, I, I, I guess I'm saying, what's the North Dakota comedy scene like? And yeah. follow-up question, who books that? That's that's my second question. I
1: was waiting for the who books yeah. that. Yeah.
2: So I'll, I'll go ahead and give them a, a plug. Um, why Not Laugh Comedy mm-hmm. at, is the group on Facebook. And it's North My Not North Dakota's funniest comedy troupe. So it's a group of different comedians. And I guess together they, you know, book different venues and, and they have their nights and I don't know how, how many sets or how how long they perform, but Mm -hmm. they, uh, they all work together and, and they, they set up stuff like that open mic night, like the one that I was supposed to go to. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's and cool. There's this all sorts is different. of different like, is... bars in the area, and actually, it's not just Minot. I know that they've gone to the surrounding areas because there's you know bars in different towns, and mm-hmm. and they'll perform out there, or they'll do like I think like Christmas parties for places
0: and stuff.
1: Todd, so. mm-hmm. you had a joke book, right? Yes, and that was would
0: you call that a troupe? No. I would call no it a website way. that people would visit but it
1: was the same group of guys all doing those um,
0: things. Right? Okay, so basically it was. So the, so so we basically there was like four or four or five of us and we just put literally on the internet put out a shingle and said, "Hey, we got comics. If you live in this area, we'd be more than happy to put a show together for you and we're all kind of well it was kind of like us." And then eventually uh everyone kind of moved out or stopped doing comedy. So left me with the URL. So I still have it so then what I'm able to do is book like shows I can basically book wherever I know people. So like, you know, if I if I've got like shows in Toronto or like people are like, "Hey, I'm Barry, I can hop onto the Barry thing." Is like, "Hey, I have a show who wants to do it?" Too far for me. I take a cut, they do the show. It's great. If it's if I'm on the show, that's even better and da 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 da. da. But people have been just reaching out to me Anyway, I don't know, I, uh, uh, like, I don't know what your web presence is like, Grant, but I have a website and.
2: <laughs> I, I have a website. Yeah. It's
0: not a good website. Right, right, right. But... Right. When it, it occurred to me one time that I had like the only means of, of contact that people had for me was social media. I went, well, that isn't great because then, you know, they'll just see my posts and go, well, he's not for us at all. So. I just put up like a little, uh, like that day I just kind of worked and like after an hour I had like the little uh, email, sort of like put your subject, put your, you know, your body thing. Literally in two weeks I got like two show leads. Oh, wow. And shows out of it. It was like, what the fuck? And this site has been up for you. Sorry. I my God, Ira. I was like, like, oh, no, you got headphones on. It's fine. I've got the headphones. Yeah. Fuck, 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 Ira. Hey. (laughs) What are you going to have for dinner? Is it titties? (laughs) No, so like I finally got this this um this website email thing. I'm just like, "How many leads did I lose' Because I had the website up for years and never had that functionality, and that sort of thing
2: yeah. uh, i I seriously need to do the same because I've got a contact me page and it's broken,
0: okay, yeah <laughs> that's,
1: uh, that's the part of the site you want to work yeah, yeah. yes yeah. yes
2: and i've got I've got the form ready to go, mm-hmm. and I've got the instructions on how to fix the form right I just need to actually sit down and do it, which. Since I'm yeah. at my computer now, I'll probably do it after we're done. <laughs> right. But.
1: Yes. The um, you look like you have your hands full.
0: You do. Yeah, you a do. Bit,
2: but I'll still be able to manage
0: <laughs> it. very so very quickly. Uh, so Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Mm-hmm. That is uh, in production now, or it finished, or like it seems to me like that we're now at the time where this needs to happen, right?
2: Yes. It it went on the past two weekends. Okay. So we are officially wrapped.
0: Oh damn. Um, so do you do you, uh, do you guys do like they're big in Toronto, mm-hmm. and when I say they're big, one is very big and it's it, it handles school the Christmas pantomimes huge in the UK mild success in like larger cities here is that something that flies in North Dakota or yeah
2: oh okay yeah. so our our community theater it seats about one hundred and ninety two people okay and and we had. I would say four or five sold out shows out of the Beautiful. six. So nice. That's, that's the only show, the the one right around Thanksgiving, that's the one that sells out every year or gets close to okay. it. And then every other one's kind of a fight because they're not as big draws. Mm-hmm. Um, the musicals, they're pretty good. Um, the one that we did as our season opener this year, wasn't as good because it's one that it was the first time it's been performed in North Dakota. Right. And that was goosebumps the musical. Oh, sweet. And, uh, <laughs> And the one that we've got wrapping up the season's another musical, and that's
0: gonna be Once Upon a Mattress. Okay. So. Okay. Gerst Burns, my favorite murderers. <laughs> yep. All right, Todd. I hope we'll I hope you like fire. memes from two thousand and what? I don't know. And
2: it's yeah, no, I love that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that lady or the, the, the little girl.
0: <laughs> the weird but, little girl.
2: <laughs> yeah. She well, I don't know if that's the book that she had, but it's based off of one of the books. Yes. And and the and that would be the one that's basically the the Phantom of the Opera book.
0: Correct. Right, Uh, and then once upon a mattress, what's wrong with that? There we go, princess in the P. Exactly. Uh, Well, it should be
1: get your clicker going.
0: Should be mattresses. Okay, here we go. All right, Grant,
1: see, that I can see that Ira is uh not gonna put
0: up. <laughs> no, he's not. Like we're gonna we're we're playing that. with a time bomb right now. Yeah. So <laughs> very quickly, uh, you know what? I'll say I'll save CB Inc's uh joke. We have we had someone that mailed in their joke, and we invite people to do so as well. You can send in your jokes to jokes at com. They can be dirty or clean, just no isms, no obias. Now, Grant, this is where we bring you in. Uh I'll I'll you know, I'll wait till Ira's older. And to to tell his joke, um, fire away! Tell us your joke. My joke. All right. So
2: we'll we'll do the clean clean one uh i was gonna do some self-deprecating stuff about norwegians but uh, okay well instead we'll we'll do the one about the family of tomatoes so there's a family of tomatoes Mm they are going out for a walk you got the dad and you got the mom and you got a a little baby kind of like this Mm one right i read the baby tomato so he's just learning to walk right and he's not having such a good time on the walk you got the parents and they're they're kind of getting a little distracted and they'll look back and go oh he's falling behind come on catch
0: up
1: <laughs> All right here. I had a total coincidence but my shirt.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> That's is key Patreon content, um, Grant. Thank you for your joke. That was absolutely amazing. Y- again, you have a baby. Go, go feed them. You know, you know. High, Ira. I think he just ate. That's why he. Had oh, okay. That's up. why he was doing the That's spit why it's up in
1: your lap now. Yeah, man. exactly.
0: Okay, well then, I guess deal why with the he other end.
1: Started
2: screaming his head off. Yes,
0: his. Grant. Let us know where can people find you and what have you got coming up in the next little while.
2: Yeah, um, I have a website. It is Grant Johnson Victor Mm -hmm. Oscar.com. And uh, that's where I can be reached to get a hold of me for all of my voiceover stuff. I've got my commercial demo linked on there. I've got my socials linked on there and I've got my broken contact us page that hopefully won't be broken for very much longer. (laughs) So um, other than that, uh, I have just more, you know, community theater stuff going on. Um, I'm not in the next production, but like I said, it's Puffs at Mouse River Players Mm -hmm. Community Theater. And my wife is in that, and um, and then after that, they're going to be doing the House of Agatha Mystery, and I'm going to be producing that, which I guess is just means that I get to make sure that all of the department heads, you know, the people that are doing the set and, mm-hmm. and the designs are staying on task and getting their stuff done on time, and that any publicity stuff, like the posters or the interviews for the newspaper or... Or the uh, news stations get scheduled and, and can be completed before the show goes live. So
0: Awesome. So, look at that. You're actually grooming Ira into a producer. Yeah. Beautiful. Bring him along <laughs> at every scope. Make sure that he sees you yelling at production people. Just make sure <laughs> that that is Great, <laughs> right. Grant, thank you so much. Thank you for, for so much for out, being Dad. here. Darcy. Bye, Ira. We... Bye. <laughs> Bye, Grant. Thank you again for your joke. Thank you for uh, doing this. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to OK So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. And thank you to Grant for telling his joke, as well as... Uh, Oh, a little welcome to Ira. Glad he had the headphones on. You can follow Grant on his socials at GrantJohnsonVO. And uh, you can find 23 seasons of our previous podcast, Comedy Above the Pub, that feature many of the guests that you have heard uh, in previous episodes. You can find that at ComedyAboveThePub.com or wherever fine podcasts. Are available. If you like this show, please tell your friends, like and subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you're on, and just like the old days of Comedy Above the Pub, we invite you to do this when you're leaving your review. Make it a five-star review, but talk shit about us in the commentary. Five stars, talk shit about us in the commentary. The show is produced by Darcy Finder, our music is done by Larry Bryant, artwork is done by Wojtek Arkasiewski, and hey, if you have a joke that you'd like us to tell... We will do it. It can be dirty or clean. No isms, no obias. Send your joke to jokes at oshopod.com. That's jokes at oshopod.com, which stands for OK So Here's One Pod. You can send any questions or comments about the show to show at oshopod.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at oshopod. And you can follow me personally on the same platforms at Hey It's TVA underscore for Instagram, Heady Sigh. For my upcoming shows and live performances, you can check out heyitstva.com slash calendar. Join our Patreon site for $3 a month and you get full, raw, unedited video feed plus bonus perks and jokes uh, as well at patreon.com slash oshowpod. I'm Tav Allen On behalf of Grant and Ira, the no longer erstwhile Darcy and myself, thank you for listening to OKAY. So here's one. Jimmy, Bobby, and Monty, you are always the podcast.